Hello everyone! Welcome to the first episode with the old kids on the block hour. Not sure why I came up with that group name. It's embarrassing. I hope my team will forgive me for that. Um, this little show of ours offers practical coaching lessons charat, that take the mystery out of leadership by the help of Chris Loney. Our goal is to bring you empowering insights and easy to understand takeaways you can use to lead yourself and your team. And for, for today's episode, we'll be having a short talk about the leadership role models and how we as a team or as individuals relate to it. So since this podcast will soon be available in all parts of the world, shout out Olen, I would love to introduce myself and the rest of our team first. So, hi everyone, I'm Savannah. You can call me Sav. I've been a quality assurance specialist for two years now. Not really sure how I ended up here since I'm actually an accounting graduate. But let's not get into that. Maybe I'll just go, I'll just do a separate podcast for it. Or, I don't know. Kidding aside, let me now introduce you to my teammates. Um, who wants to go first, guys? Hello. Pleasant greetings to you, my friends. I am Beth. My background is engineering with work experience in the manufacturing and power generation industries. I think I may be the most senior in terms of age in this group, but I'm very much excited every time we meet up and share thoughts as this gives me the opportunity to discover and learn from my younger friends, starting with Faith. Thank you so much, Ben. Oh, by the way, guys, I know we all have that friend we call the wise mentor. Well, on our team, it's Benz. And you know, we all need a friend who inspires us to be better people without making us feel inadequate. Um, so now let's call on Faith. And congratulations on your new home, by the way. Hello, Savvy. Thank you. And you're always welcome on our humble abode. But so much for that. Hello, Philippines. Hello, world. This is Darlene Faith Cortez. And I prefer you call me Faith because I am faithful and I am previously connected with hospitality industry. Back to you. So that's for you guys. I'm the son of all type of friends. Beautiful inside and out. Okay, Fred, you're up next. Hi guys. Hope you're all doing fine. By the way, I am Wilfred John, Fred for short. My background is in engineering and is currently connected with the Boytis Power. I hope you enjoy this talk as we go along. I am pretty much sure that we can all gather enough thoughts that we can ponder on after this talk. Sadie? Thank you, engineer. Oh, last, last but not the least, Joe. Hi, friends. I'm Joanna. You can call me Jo. I am a CPA by profession and I am currently employed in the finance office of our dearest university. And I am looking forward to another exciting talk with you guys. So, guys, um, Jo is easily the friend you absolutely list as an emergency contact. Trust me. So, yeah, let's get to the main point of this episode. Now that we've already read the chapters where Loni talked about the leadership role models, I want to hear your takeaways on it. So let's start with Benz. Thank you, Savvy. Being able to read the next two chapters of the book, which details the early life, struggles, and rebirth of St. Ignatius, and highlights three unlikely case studies on leadership role models in the person of Jesuit Benedetto de, de Gaulle, 
Mateo Ritchie and Christopher Clavius, as well as being able to watch the film Ignacio de Loyola, shared by our professor, I have come to reflect and note of this primary takeaway. Adapting to and embracing change. Recent events have brought a relative number of adjustments or changes on how we generally do things. In the place where we reside, the later quarter of 2019 ended with a series of intermittent quakes, causing quite a bit of a scare to our fellow residents. As earthquakes rarely strike the region, much so that it occurs so often as almost every other week. A strong one event caused an unfortunate fire that devastated one of the larger malls in our city. Apart from people packing up go bags, avoiding malls, and high-rise establishments, these events prompt the visitation and recalibration of emergency protocols and procedures from companies to homes with drills conducted more often to assess each organization to each one's readiness. Then came the pandemic, causing unprecedented disorder across the globe. With current 18,614,177 confirmed cases, 702,642 confirmed deaths in 216 countries, much has changed in the way we work, plan, manage, and go about things since the world began its battle with COVID-19 in full might. Mundane tasks have suddenly become rigorous. People are discouraged to go out of their homes unless it is absolutely to go out. They are, they are suddenly rigged. Intermittent spraying, frequent hand wash. In our workplace, the simple task of receiving items has now evolved into a full-blown lengthy and stringent process. But one has to pause and contemplate that these new ways, laborious as it may seem, are placed for our own, our families, and our own community's ultimate protection. Also, on the other side of the coin, one may reflect that perhaps this situation provides an avenue for self-evaluation, finding time to discover and improve oneself or to give more time and focus to loved ones. The point here is, in a world where change is constant, it is worth to note that people can and do change, even if that change does not come so easily. Like St. Ignatius, who endured all the discomfort, struggles, pain, doubts and adjustments throughout his life triumphantly succeeded in his leadership journey through mastering first self-awareness and developing from his own experiences an accessible program of meditations and practices he called spiritual exercises. Seeking God in all things along the way. Like Matteo Ricci, who adjusted and adapted to the foreign ways, language, and customs of the Middle Kingdom, now known as China, bringing with him European knowledge, which he translated, adapted to the Asian culture. And like Christopher Clavius, 
who bravely recalibrated his own work amidst the tension of what was formerly believed that the Earth was the stationary center of the universe in favor of a more correct discovery by a much younger fellow and a former student, Galileo Galilei, endorsing all of his findings and calculations. And now let's hear from our dear friend, Faith. Thank you, Vance. That was a wonderful insight from you. Again, this is Faith, your Sana All type of friend, confidently beautiful inside and out. So without further ado, keep listening to my not-so-angelic voice and hear out my takeaway. After reading the assigned topics, I can sum up my takeaway in this staccato lead. The Explorer, The Linguist, The Scholar. The Explorer was portrayed by Benedito de Ghost, who went to China in the latter part. Some say he died, but, but he survived the exodus that demonstrated the overland routes between India and China. And then he also survived the trek in the deserts and mountains. Next, the linguist, or shall I say, a map maker named Matteo Ricci, wherein he learned the Chinese language the, the, and characters by adopting the Chinese cultures. And lastly, Christopher Clavios who was a scholar, worked for 48 years as a university professor, and trained at the recruits for a changing world. Those three magnificent leaders commonly portrayed the values of teaching and learning as they mentored brilliant men. All of them persevered and showed enthusiasm by illustrating themselves by heroic goals and making their life as an example on how to be self-motivated leader while visioning his calling and mission. Also, they all depict the true power of creativity and adaptability that whenever a stumbling block came upon their way, they were able to find the best remedy to combat any obstacles. Further, they always devote themselves to strive for excellence, for a leader should settle to anything less Lastly, they were able to influence others and lead as an emblem of a what makes a true leader. I guess that would be all and I hope you enjoy listening to my simple takeaway. How about you, Mr. Engineer Fred? Please light up the world. <laughs> Thank you, Faith. Anyway, in the fourth chapter, Loney presented models of leadership. And I would like to take emphasis on the story of Benedetto regarding this. The first model is of Benedetto the Ghost, explorer. He traveled a long way to open a shortcut road connecting India to China and to find the lost city of Cathay, only to die a thousand miles short of China's Beijing. Some might depict Benedetto as a failure for not achieving his goal of finding Cathay, but his story imparts the idea that leadership success doesn't necessarily mean huge accomplishments and grandiose achievements. Small wins also matter, okay? Leadership success might also mean a contribution to a greater goal, just like that of Benedetto's. He may not have answered his colleague's query of what's out there because he wasn't, he wasn't able to find and enter the believed existence of Cathay, but he surely identified the what's not there, which is Cathay is not there. And perhaps Kata is China, the China that, it, that they always knew. Benedetto might not have found China, 
But this led his colleagues to realize that Cathay doesn't exist and that it may be China, which is which is actually a very helpful idea for future explorations of his colleagues. The experience of Benedetto in general seems to be relatable when pictured in a work setting. There might be times that we ask ourselves if we really were doing much to contribute to the organization. We become skeptics of our own crafts and sometimes come to think that we play a lesser value than the others who are doing big projects in our organization. And we tend to think that we're not being a leader for, for being such. When in fact, like Benedetto, we actually are a leader though doing those small things. Again, leadership success doesn't necessarily mean achieving big goals or tangibly achieving a goal or a target. Leadership success can also be done in a form of contribution for the success of the other. This is how goals redefine the meaning of leadership success and failure. This made me really like the essence of the story. How about you, Joe? What are your takeaways? That was an enlightening engineer. Well, as for me, um, I would like to quote um, part of chapter 4, which is, Our defining moment is a pattern slowly etched through a lifetime studied with ordinary opportunities to make subtle differences. I believe that my life is very ordinary and that I am just an ordinary person who is unable to make an impact in our world or at least in our country. But after reading about the lives of Gose, Richie, and Clavius, I realized that it is not necessary for me to make a big impact to our community to be considered a good leader. It is the small acts that I do every day towards my colleagues in our office and in our, in our other departments, which makes me realize that these simple acts have significant value to them. Today, we are currently experiencing a pandemic and some of my fellow co-employees are struggling financially in order to cope with the situation. They opt to maximize the benefits that they have and to avail of the assistance that the university and the government is offering. As first in line as an approver, some employees directly contact me and ask me for assistance on how they can go about in processing their requests for the assistance. It may be a basic task, but I greatly appreciate it every time I hear a heartfelt thanks or thank you from these people because I know that these people are trying their best to be resilient in these trying times. It is not all the time that they get a favorable response from me, but I always try to empathize with them and properly explain the matters at hand, especially the ones which I cannot handle at my level. The task might be, a, might be simple and basic, but I feel that the actions and decisions I made have great value, especially to the people whom I was able to assist. Thank you so much, Shaw. That's really wonderful. So, as for me, I decided to choose Ignatius of Loyola for this episode. Um, after watching the movie, I have come to realize how important he is. He, you know, he founded the Jesuits, which soon put their focus on education and missionary work. As we all know, the Jesuits were a group of priests that believed education was key to um, being successful. Ignatius was so high on education that 
every Jesuit had to be trained to be scholar and clerics in case someday they would take over the Catholic Church. I guess this is what makes Ignatian leadership special. It has something to do with the burning building reaction, and so it should. Ignatius of Loyola had something of the um, counter-intuitive attractiveness of Jesus about him, and so should leaders within his sphere of influence. If there is a growing interest in the concept of leadership in general, and Ignatian leadership in particular, it is because of um, our contem contemporary world, political, environmental, and social, has been a smorgasbord of good, bad, and absent leadership over the last few decades. And leadership is so much more than just being the boss. This is especially true for the Ignatian form of it, where leadership is not simply a subset of positional power, and the hierarchy is structured as a two-way, not a one-way street. Um, it tops straight into vocation. Every Jesuit leads well or badly. And the domain of Ignatian leadership does not stretch only as far as direct directors of Jesuit workplaces as the Jesuits in Britain's recent 31 days of Ignatius so strikingly illustrated. Everyone shaped by an Ignatian education is formed to lead, whether they are in, char in charge or not. If you are an Ignatian, you are called to be aware of how you are leading in your life and how the impact of that on others. So again, yeah, it's really helpful talaga to have a role model in our lives. Well, actually, you don't really need to have a role model, but it definitely helps. If you have a role model, you have someone to look up to, maybe even someone to rely on. It doesn't even have to be a person, actually. It could be anything. It's just someone or something that motivates you and possibly gives you this, gives you strength to work hard and not give up. So I guess this is where our episode ends. But before we go back to what we were doing at the respective homes, I would like to hear some final words from my teammates. So, Benz. Let us not be afraid of change. Let us not fear stepping out of our comfort zones and even of failure. Let us continue to improve starting with self-awareness as we slowly transition to better version of ourselves all in the name of God. Thank you very much, my dear friends, for your sharings. This is indeed another fruitful session. Do you agree with me, Faith? Yes, indeed, Benz. Uh, for me, what makes a leader? This question sounds easy, but it's still hard to answer. As they say, this question will never have a one-size-fits-all answer. For there will, will be no hidden formula for us to calculate our every action. However, by using the common ingredient as a true leader, we should always lead by example and influence our comrades with our actions. Leadership spring, springs from within. It is how about who I am, as much as I want to do, and that leadership is not an act, but a life and a way of living. Thank you, everyone. And how about you, Fred? Nice thought. Like Ignatius de Loyola, our past doesn't really define our future. It might sound cliche, but it is so real in all senses. Let your yesterday's fallouts bring rebirth to a new you, a better you. 
and use yesterday's learnings into the present to improve your tomorrow. You might have done wrong in the past, but the power still remains in the present. As Mahatma Gandhi calls it, the future depends on what you do today. Thank you. How about you, Joe? Any final thoughts? Yes, thanks, Fred. Um, we may not have experienced dramatic defining moments, but I hope we all continue to take advantage of the daily opportunities that we have to create subtle differences in our lives and in the lives of the people that we meet every day. So how about you, Zavi? Thank you so much, everyone. Um, our sense of what is possible in our careers is influenced by what has gone before and how we interpret that history and how we draw inspiration and learning from leaders past and present in our own identity development. And as I understand, our role model is a certain standard, a goal which I want to achieve, but it is not something imaginary and abstract. It is a living person who proved that the life of my dream is possible. And of course, we are all different and we cannot live identical lives, but having a direction in life motivates us to work on ourselves and to become who we want to be. So that's all for today, folks. Please watch out for our next episode. Love life na naman po ang pag-usapan natin dyan. Charat lang. Also, the virus is still out there. So stay at home muna tayo, guys. But don't forget to take care of your mental health, okay? Your mental health is just as important as your physical health, if not more so. And if you feel like you're already on the brink of what you are capable of handling emotionally, don't burden yourself with more. If your only goal during this pandemic is to survive physically and mentally, that's good enough. So, that's all for today, guys. Good night. Yeah. Oh.